Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 171, and today we're going to be talking all about product images and how to get higher conversions and things to consider when you're creating your images and testing and all of that good stuff. And it's kind of funny because uh, those of you that have been following me for a while know that my background is uh, in photography. My wife and I owned a family portrait studio where uh, we built that into a six-figure business, really well-known in our area. And uh, yeah, we started from nothing and built that business up and then transitioned into teaching others online and all of that stuff. So you would have thought by now that I would have done something on images, right? I mean, that would have just been the most logical thing to do is to say, Scott, well, uh, you kind of have a little bit of experience with images. Don't you think you should fill us in on some stuff? And uh, I'm not really quite sure why I haven't. So what I'm going to do today is give you my thoughts and also share with you seven product image tips. So this way here, you can get higher conversions and just things to consider when you are creating these images or having them created. Now, the first thing that I want to say before we jump in to this topic is I wanted to mention that we are offering transcripts now to the show notes. So a lot of you said, Scott, would you add transcripts? to the podcast so this way here we can download them or we can print them out or we can read them versus listening to them or both or whatever so we listened and now they are being offered so you can head over to the episode that you're listening to in this case 171 and you can you can look at the show notes and you can also download the transcripts there as well so head over to the amazingseller.com forward slash 171 and then you'll find the show notes and the transcripts and any other goodies that we have that are included in this particular episode. All right, so just wanted to let you know of that. So let's just real quickly, let's talk about product images, okay? Now, first off, we need to understand that keywords, okay, are what help us get found. So understand understanding the process also helps you understand the different you know, the different elements of a listing, and this way here you can optimize each part of your listing. So let's just kind of go through this process, all right? So keywords help you get found, right? So the keywords meaning garlic press, stainless steel garlic press, whatever, long-handled garlic press, those are keywords that's going to help us get found. So that's our title, that's the back end of our listing, that's the bullets, that's the description, all of that stuff is words, right? And they also help us get found, but they also... I just said also twice, they also, uh, they can help us convert by the different languaging that we use, if we talk about benefits, or if we talk specifically about a problem that it's going to solve, or maybe something that someone is looking for in particular, so in this case, for a long-handled garlic press, it's not going to be a short-handled garlic press, right, Uh, or maybe it's going to be a different shape that's, uh, you know, easier to use on your, you know, on your hand, or whatever, so those types of things, yes, they work not just for search, they also they also work for creating higher conversions. But today, we want to talk about images. So what does an image do? That's what we need to ask ourselves first. What does the image do? What do we want it to do? Well, first off, it gets attention. So think about it. When you go to Amazon, or anything for that matter, if you're searching for something, let's just say Amazon, because that's what we're talking about, you do your your keyword search, garlic press or long handle or stainless steel garlic press, and the first thing you're going to do is start scrolling and you're going to be looking at the images. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's what I do, right? I'm very visual. I think a lot of us are visual. We like to paint that picture, and that image is the very first thing that we're seeing. 
Okay. Now the title, yes, we're going to look at that, but the title really didn't get our attention necessarily. It's the image that got our attention. Okay. And there are some guidelines. I'm going to go through them really quickly as well. There are guidelines that we need to follow. And then a lot of people aren't following. So I know some of you will be like, well, Scott, there's a lot of people out there not following these guidelines. And you're absolutely right. And they're going to probably get slapped here eventually. And then they're going to, you know, get knocked down a little bit and you're going to be able to be there nice and strong. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I do and what I would suggest you do and also what Amazon thinks you should do. But yes, there's people out there violating, you know, title, you know, as far as like what they're putting in the title, the bullets, uh, you know, on their pictures, all of that stuff. We know that. I'm going to cover what I think is best practices, okay? But the images, again, we need to understand that they get attention, right? They are the first thing that's going to draw us in. It's also going to show the quality. It's going to show maybe how it's being used. It's going to give us the the, the feel of that product, okay? So just understand that keywords get you found. Images get the attention, okay? They, they, they draw the eyeballs, all right? So let's move down to the bullets. The bullets, those are, you know, those are pretty important too. So that's going to show the benefits and the features. And there's, there's been some debate on, you know, whether or not they help you get found or, um, you know, in, in the search results. You know, I do know that that will help you be relevant. So when you run pay per click, that will help you. But let's not talk about that right now. Let's just talk about the bullets. They're pretty important, but that's not your images, right? But that's another part of your listing. And then your description, very similar to the bullets. Again, benefits features. All right. But the images are what we want to talk about today because that's going to get your attention. Okay. Now, the other thing I want to mention is images also are very important when you're doing Amazon pay-per-click because we can't control the image that we want to display because the image is our main image. So when we run pay-per-click, it's not like running a Google ad where you're using text or it's not like you're using Facebook ads where you're creating your own image and then you're able to uh, get the attention or you know have a call to action or something like that. It's the image that you use in your main image okay it's the it's the image that is that is selected that you want to be the main image right so that's the one that's going to be in your pay-per-click that's going to be the one that's going to be on your organic so it's really important to understand that now the other cool thing about an image is you can change an image like instantly and then you can start seeing if it makes a difference all right I mean, images, again, can be a huge conversion thing, okay, and it's something that you should be playing around with. Now, with that being said, okay, you don't want to put an image up, let it run a day, change an image, let it run a day, change an image, let it run a day. That's, I'm not a fan of that because you're not able to track it over a longer period of time. You need to give it, you know, at least seven to 10 days before you're going to look at the data, okay, and then also maybe there was a holiday uh, that your product was popular for and you did it the week that it was really hot and then the next week it's not, you, you can't go by that. You almost got to go by numbers and you got to look and say, okay, this has had 500 you know, um, impressions in a sense and this is the conversions and then now we've had the same amount of 500. It might have taken two weeks to get that 500, but now we can look at the data, right? So you have to do apples to apples, okay? So just want to be very, very clear on that. So pictures, images, are very, very important for getting the attention on organic and on Amazon pay-per-click. So really you're getting you know two uses out of that, but you're also able to see the difference that it will have on or the, or, you know the effect that it'll have on your listings by by just running a different image. Okay. So 
Now what we're going to do, now that we kind of covered the importance of them, you know, kind of like your keywords, what they're for, the keywords are there for you to get found, the images are there for that to get to get attention. So now what we want to do is what? We want to get attention, right? And we want to have images that are going to give us, you know, the best bang for our buck, okay? Where we're going to be able to use the image to really show the product but yet show the quality of the product. And also you can imply how that product is being used in certain, you know, in, in some certain cases, you know, be, being like if you have a garlic press, you could show someone, uh, you know, pressing garlic. Now in your main image, you got to be careful. And I'm going to cover that right now in a second where, you know, the, the guidelines, you, you have to have a white background. You can't have like a colorful background or anything like that. You can have hands in there because hands are like a prop, you know, people are going to know they're not buying the hands, um, but, you know, and that's a good idea, I think, too, is to have someone using the product, and again, I would test that. I would have one with the garlic press laying there, right, by itself, and then I would have another one where you're pressing, you know, the garlic with some hands. Um, now, again, you know, if you're using hands, here's a little side tip, you know, if you have someone that's using it, make sure that their nails are done, make sure that they're, they don't have dirt under their fingernails and stuff like that. I mean, you'd be surprised, right? I mean, some people out there, and I've seen some, uh, it's it's just really, really, it's really bad. Uh, so just, I mean, common sense there too. All right. So let's talk about the, the, uh, Amazon guidelines real quick. Okay. And I mean, again, this stuff is, is, is published and it's not secretive. If you want to find out what Amazon wants, just go to their terms of service and you'll find everything you need there. Uh, all I did here was just searched, uh, you know, Amazon picture rules and I came up with exactly what I'm going to share with you right now. And I'm going to, I'll, I'll include the link here in the show notes as well. All right. So here's their image uh, standards. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Let me read the adding images. So it says every product on Amazon needs one or more product image. The, the primary image of your item is called the main. The main image represents an item in search results and browse pages and is the first image customers see on the item's detail page. Choose images that are clear, easy to understand, information rich, and attractively presented. Images must accurately represent the product and show only the product that's for sale with minimal or no propping, okay? Images are very important to customers, so quality matters. Now, let me go back to that. With minimal or no propping, what's that mean? Well, if you have a garlic press, you might show the garlic press with some garlic that isn't pressed yet around it. That's a prop, okay? Or you might have someone pressing the garlic with their hands. That's a prop. Right. So that's what they're saying. You can't have something on there that's going to make them think they get both things. So normally, if someone with common sense and again, I mean, I've seen everything, but with common sense would say if I'm buying a garlic press, I know I'm buying a garlic press and I see that they have like some some uh, cloves of garlic around it. You know, I know I'm not getting the garlic. But some people would say, I thought I was going to get, you know, four things of garlic with this, right? So you got to be careful with that. And if you start to see that people are are uh, thinking that, then you might want to pull that image, okay? But right there, they say it clearly. I'm reading it right now, okay, with minimal or no propping, okay? So you just got to be careful and, and be smart about it, okay? So image standards, let's talk about them real quick. And they have bullet points right here, what they're talking about. Images must accurately represent the product and show only the product that's for sale with minimal and no propping. I just said that, okay? Main images must have a pure white background. Pure white blends in with Amazon search and item detail pages. So they want it to look clean, okay? And they have here RGB values. They even give you that. 
255 by 255 by 255, okay? That's what their RGB values are that's going to give you that pure white, okay? Main images must show the actual product, not a graphic or illustration, and must not show excluded accessories, props that may confuse the customer, text that is not part of the product, or logos slash watermarks slash inset images, okay? So if you are showing your product with the logo that is on it, that's good, that's smart, make sure it's printed on the logo, or maybe you have it come in a custom box, put the box in the picture, that's what they're saying, okay? That's okay. You cannot put your logo or your watermark on the main image. Now, again, we're talking about the main image, and they have that in all caps, main meaning that first image, because that's the image that everyone is going to see when they're scrolling, and Amazon wants it to look clean, Okay, now you will find people that have logos and watermarks and, uh, you know, 100% money back guarantee badges and free ebook and all of that stuff. You've probably seen it. It's against the terms of service. Okay. And, you know, honestly, I don't really think that, you know, it's a huge conversion thing for people, but in some cases it might be. So personally, if you see that you've got three or four different, uh, you know, competitors doing that, you may want to either yourself or have someone else just report that image, okay? You're not doing it to be like, you know, hurtful in a sense to where you're trying to take them down. You're just trying to even the playing field, right? It's not really fair, and Amazon wants to know about that. So there's a little button always uh, around the listing that you can report a certain element of the listing. So it's I don't think that's, uh, you know, kind of you know, bad to do, I think that you could do it because you're trying to even the playing field or have someone else do it, okay? Um, so again, just a little just a little side note there, okay? The next thing they say is the product must fill 85% or more of the image. So when you create that image, you want it to take up 85%. And I would say make it as big as possible because you want it to take up as much real estate as you can, all right? Images should be a 1,000 pixels or larger in in either height or width, as this will enable Zoom function on the website. Zoom has proven to enhance sales, okay? I've talked about this in my workshops. I usually say 1,500 by 1,500 pixels is a great size. It's it's a square, you know, it's a square size, so you don't have to worry about it being, you know, one size longer than the other. And this way here, you also engage that zoom function. Now, with that being said, if you have a crappy image, well, that's going to also zoom in on the crappiness of that image, all right? So you have to be smart about it. You want to make sure that what you are uh, creating is high quality, okay? You want to make sure that it's 1,500 by 1,500 pixels, but you want to make sure it's a sharp image, uh, you know, it's not out of focus, and, you know, you can really see the detail it looks clean and all that stuff and we're going to go through those seven tips here in a second all right so moving on here of what they say for their image standards is amazon also accepts jpeg images tiff images or gif okay on the file formats so again that's a jpeg a tiff or a GIF. Now, if this sounds foreign to you, don't worry about it because you can hire people and your local photography would or photographer would probably be my first recommendation is to say I would go after finding a local photographer like someone like me when I was doing it full time with my wife and you know see if we would do or not me personally, but you know what I mean, like the local photographer, see if they would be interested in doing it and 
I would say they're probably going to be interested because I just know myself, you know, we were doing, you know, children's photography and family photography and, you know, it's sometimes challenging uh, to photograph a product that doesn't really move. Well, that's a lot easier. So, uh, yeah, definitely look look up your local photographer and reach out to them and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you'll probably have good luck there. Um, okay, so that is your different file formats, all right? Now, I'm not going to get into how to add the images and all that stuff. I don't think that's important right now. What's important is us going through these seven uh, tips that I'm going to be giving you. Now, these were things that I knew were important, but I also reached out to a guy by the name of Micah Owens, and he runs a studio called StudioLikely.com, and he's just recently started to take product images for Amazon sellers, eBay sellers, Etsy sellers, and uh, any other platforms out there, and uh, we kind of, uh, you know, kind of communicated back and forth a little bit. Uh, You know, he reached out to me, and then I looked at his work, and I actually had him do some uh, photography for a garlic press just to kind of see the process and everything. And I got to say, does a really, really good job. So what he's done is he's given these seven tips as well. And I went through them myself and I definitely gave it the head nod. I was like, yeah, these are, these are pretty important. So I'm going to share these with you. You're also going to have an opportunity to download these seven tips by heading over to this episode, which is 171. And uh, you can go ahead and follow along and just download this little checklist. All right. So let me go ahead and get started and I'll dig into each and every one of these and I'll give you a little bit of you know the the thought behind each tip okay so number one and this isn't anything and this doesn't just mean in in product photography but it's just anything lighting lighting is so important and no matter what kind of camera you use lighting is everything I mean when I was starting in the photography business lighting was key if we could figure out the lighting with shadows reflections all of that stuff it made a huge difference. It made the images sharper. It made them look higher quality and all that. So lighting is number one. Now, you may be saying, okay, Scott, well, what do you do for lighting? Well, there's a couple different things that you can do. Now, there's those softbox type, uh, the white dome tents that you've probably seen before. Those are a great a great way to start. It keeps the, the light controlled. It also diffuses the light so it looks more natural and, uh, and they're really easy to set up. And I mean, the last I looked, I mean, they're probably between 100 and 200 bucks. And again, if you're going to do this yourself, then yeah, you're going to want to invest in some of the tools to make it better, right? You want to make the process uh, or make the images better so you, you can have a better process, all right? So the white dome tents, they work good or just a standard large softbox. And I say large, probably like a 36-inch by 36-inch softbox. And again, if you guys don't know what this stuff means, you can always just search softbox. I'll probably leave a few links here to a couple things that I find that I think that are good. Um, you know, like if I was going to go out there and buy one of these, I'll put uh, I'll put links in the show notes for these, so a dome tent, softbox, that type of stuff, and they don't have to be fancy, they don't have to be fancy, they just have to be really well lit, and then this way here, no matter what you use as a camera, which that does, that does depend on your quality too, but uh, you will have better results, I mean, think about it, if you take a picture on your phone in almost pitch black, it looks really grainy, and it just looks terrible, right, but if you have something that's really well lit, just looks a lot better, right? Lighting is key, all right? So that's tip number one. If you are gonna do pictures yourself or have someone do them, make sure that the lighting is good, okay? Because that's going to ultimately make your quality better, okay? Number two 
If you're on a budget, again, going back to lighting, use natural light. Go next to a window, okay? Go next to a patio door or a French door, somewhere that has a lot of natural light, and then use that. If you wanted to, and this is a little trick we used to do, is we used to wait for overcast, an overcast day, and we would go outside to do our photography sessions, and that was the best lighting because it's like a giant softbox because the clouds act as that diffuser. You don't want bright sun. You want it to be diffused, and clouds is a really great way to get that, so a little side tip there for you, but natural light is always going to be good if you have a patio door or a big window. Uh, and maybe it is still sunny outside and you don't have that diffusion, you can use a sheet over top of that and that'll still let that light come through and it'll give it a soft look. So that right there is, again, tip number two is use natural light if you're on a budget or even if you're not on a budget, natural light you'll never be. Uh, natural light is going to be the best source of light. When you have a white dome tent or a soft box, that is trying to emulate the softness of the sun being through the clouds. That's really what it's doing, okay? So just think of it like that. Okay, so number three, use a good camera, all right? If you have something that is an old camera from years ago and you're trying to get good quality pictures, it's not going to be good no matter what you do, okay? Yeah, you can get it better with lighting, but it's definitely not going to be uh, the best source of or the the best quality because you don't have the image there's a, a chip inside there you don't have the, the the chip in there that will allow you to have a large resolution okay so the best thing to do is either a use a really good phone if you have one if you have an iPhone 6 or if you have you know the Android or whatever out there that has a really good quality camera inside of that phone, which a lot of them do now. I mean, heck, my iPhone 6 takes really, really good pictures, and they have some functionality in there where you can lock in on the zoom, and you can lock in on the sharpness, and then you can adjust the lighting and all of that stuff. So that's all inside of that. So again, if you're on a budget, especially use your phone if you have a good quality phone. But again, going back to the lighting, make sure that your lighting is on point or it won't matter, okay? And the best way, the best thing to do is if you're going to invest in some of this equipment, you're going to be doing more of these for all of your products, then just use a digital SLR, okay? And that's a digital camera, but it's more of a high-quality camera, okay? So it's a digital SLR, and they can range between 400 bucks all the way up to 5000 bucks. But, I mean, my daughter just got a Nikon because uh, that's what we've always used all the way through. I think she paid about 500 bucks for it. It, can't, it comes with you know detachable lenses and stuff, and that one there does a great job. So you know, just use something that is of good quality that will at least give you a high-definition image. You want it to be a high-definition image, and you want it to be able to, uh, you know, they have uh, settings in there as well, like auto white balance, and they have your auto uh, color, and they have auto this, that, and the other thing, right? Basically, I would say in the beginning when you're starting, don't try to use all the manual settings. Just go with auto, and usually you're going to get a pretty close match to your lighting settings, to your uh, your white balance settings, all of that stuff, okay? Just make sure that it's set to high definition because some of them will also compress the image and then make it less quality so they can import it or, or upload it to a certain service. So just make sure that you're getting the, the data, the, the 100% quality from that particular uh, camera, okay? And if you're using iPhone 6, usually you're just gonna upload that to your computer and work on it in like iPhoto or something like that and you'll get the, you'll get the main image, the, the uh, HD version of that, okay? Number four, and this is a big one, 
pay attention to details, okay? And what I mean by that is like scratches or fingerprints or smudges or any of that stuff. When you're taking a picture of that particular item or that product, make sure that the quality of that is going to be representing the product. What I mean by that is don't have it all slopped up. Right? Don't have scratches. Don't have smudges. Uh, you know, if it's a shiny thing, you might have, like I said, fingerprints. Make sure that you clean it up, or you might have to do that in post edit. Okay, which I'll talk about in in uh, tip five here. But number four is pay attention to the detail. If you have something that is material, make sure it's not all wrinkly. Right? Make sure that it's tight and taut. Make sure that it looks crisp. Right? So just those little details go a long way when someone is looking at the product. You want them to look at that product like it's a professional shot image of the product and you want them to you want that to represent the quality of the product. I can't stress that enough. Little little details. I mean when we were doing photography in our business, you know, it was like little things like you'd have a family there and then I would see a wrinkle or something and I would go and I would just tug the, the wrinkle down. It makes a huge difference. If I didn't do that, that could have ruined that image. Right, so you want to make sure. Same thing on product images is just make sure that you see, you know, the detail. And one little tip here, I, I didn't put this in here, but I'm gonna just give you a little side tip. Play around with angles when you're shooting these different images. Play around with angles. Go a little bit, you know, you know, maybe you're looking down at it. Maybe then you're going ground level with it. Then maybe you're going at an angle off to the right of it. And so play around with different angles. Again, it's digital photography, right? We can do as many images as we want until we get it right. So just make sure that the angles are good as well because the angle can make a huge difference. Uh, one little tip here uh, is if you're shooting uh, of a model using your product, make sure that you shoot a little bit up shooting down at your model, it just makes the model look better, especially with chins and stuff. You get double chins and stuff like that, and uh, it just gives it a little bit of a, just a more professional look. So just a little photography tip there for you. All right, so moving on to tip number five is using uh, software, using editing software, okay, because you're going to need to clean it up. Now, if you do have some scratches on there that you can't get out or whatever, but you know that it's not going to be on your product or whatever, um, you can clean that stuff up in editing software. You can clean up very, very easily. Uh, there's filters you can run on it and all of that stuff. You can also sharpen the image, so if it's a little soft and you want it to be a little bit sharper, um, definitely use the sharpening filter inside of an editing software. Uh, you know, all of those things can be cleaned up usually in the editing editing software. Now, you can't take something that is so out of focus and then all of a sudden make it tack sharp. It just ain't, isn't going to happen. It's going to look like garbage. So you don't want to do that. You want to get it really close. That's why lighting is huge. You can lighten the picture in the editing software, but to a certain degree, you still need a good amount of raw data there, okay? And and using good lighting is going to give you a really, really good start with that. You can, you can do a lot when you have the, the lighting right, okay? Uh, and also when it's shot with a larger uh, CCD, as they call it in the digital world, which is basically your image chip, okay? So, and in these cameras and in these phones, there's usually a pretty large chip that will allow you to, uh, you know, to to be able to edit these and not really do any damage to the image. You're going to have a lot more data to work with, all right? So, not, not to get too techy on you, but just to let you know. So, just a few different uh, editing softwares that you can use. You have Photoshop, which is a really expensive software, but you can you can get Photoshop Elements, and that's I believe, is under 100 bucks. iPhoto comes with the Mac. 
Lightroom is another uh, product that's a paid product. And again, you know, that's going to be a little bit more expensive. And then Canva, which is, uh, I believe it's free still. And I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's not, but it, right now as, as I'm recording this, I still believe it's free. They have a free version. It's Canva and that there does have some editing stuff involved. And it also has some, uh, other features if you wanted to, uh, you know, put that image onto a background or something like that. Um, you can do that in your additional images, not your main image, but my first preference would be uh, Photoshop Elements or iPhoto. Those would be my two. Um, I'm on a Mac, so iPhoto, uh, if you're on a Windows, I'm not really sure what you would use. I don't really pay too much attention to Windows stuff, to be honest with you. Um, so Photoshop Elements and iPhoto would be my two that I would go with. Um, Canva, I think, is a good free alternative, but I mean, iPhoto is free on your computer if you have a Mac, and Photoshop Elements is just a small investment. All right, number six play by the rules, okay, play by the rules, so what I mean by that is everything I just covered there in the terms of service, abide by them, okay, white background, definitely, definitely use a white background on your main image, okay, get it clean, get it so it's not you know, a, uh, a slight tinge of blue or a slight tinge of, of yellow, right? And that stuff can be cleaned up in the editing software. So if you have an image that you shot on a white sheet, let's say, well, let's, let's say it came out with a little bit of a hue to it. Well, you can clean that up in the editing software for the most part. Okay. You can just use, they have a white balance tool in there. You can just use your, uh, there's like a little color, um, it's like a little pen that you you select and then you just click on a white point inside of the image and then it will automatically make it clean and make it white for the most part. All right, so white background, really important that you need that. And again, you can just use a sheet. You can buy a background, uh, you know, a white background really inexpensively. You can even go to uh, your craft store and buy a, uh, you know, a piece of, uh, you know, big piece of poster board and use that as well. That's flexible, obviously. Um, and then just make sure that it's, it's uh, you know, laying flat and then you kind of curl it up in the back so it's kind of like a background. Um, so that's what I would do there. And again, the size is important. You want to make sure that it's high quality. You want to make sure that it's large enough. So this way here, it, it engages the zoom feature inside of Amazon. Really, really important. And no graphics on the image, okay? No graphics, no logos, uh, unless it's on the product itself. And the no graphics thing, like no, uh, you know, things like, you know, free ebook or, you know, free videos online or, you know, any of that stuff cannot be on the main image. It can be on additional images. It just can't be on the main image, okay? So you just want to play by the rules, okay? Now, number seven, and this is a pretty big one, is highlight the product's strengths, okay? So if you have something that has better stitching, then you better take a shot of that stitching, right? Now, that doesn't mean that this is just on the main image, but make sure that it's on your additional images because on your additional images, you can show different angles, you can show different features, all of that stuff, right? But in the main image, you definitely want to highlight the product's strengths. So Whatever it is, if you're selling that garlic press and you want it to show the construction, lay it on its side a little bit and have it slightly open to show that construction, make sure that you highlight highlight that. Don't bury it to where you're just shooting it plain, right? So just think about how you can show off the strengths of the product, okay, and what it comes with. If it comes with different accessories, make sure that they're included in that image, okay? 
So you want that to be showing the details of the product. You want it to, to show angles. You want to show the construction. You want to show the stitching. If it has, you know, stitching on it, that's important. Whatever it is, you want to highlight the product strength. So one, let's kind of recap. Lighting, really important. Two, use natural light if on a budget or even if you're not and you wanted to get some good shots, you can use uh, natural lighting. Three, use a good camera. Four, pay attention to detail, scratches, fingerprints, all of that stuff. Five, clean it up using an editing software. Six, play by the rules. And seven, highlight the product's strengths. Okay, show off why people should buy it and what makes it really, really a good quality product. All right, so going back to uh, what we talked about in the beginning, your main image is the number one thing that people will see first. It's the very first thing, whether it's organic traffic or whether it's pay-per-click traffic, okay? And they have strict rules. You need to abide by them. So I say stick to the rules and play by the rules, okay? Now, like I said, additional images can show products being used or products on a background or you know, maybe that product having some, uh, you know, a special badge on it that says you have some certain, you know, material or maybe you have some arrows pointing to different points of your product, uh, you know, saying what is so great about that or the construction or all that stuff. All of that stuff can be put on your other images. And I think that you should use those other images. And I mean, I would say put at least eight images up. Your main image and then seven additional images. I would say that would be, to me, uh, the minimum. That's what I would put on every single listing, okay? Uh, And then the other thing is, is we want to test images. And we want to do this in like a seven to a ten day window. We don't want to just test an image and then swap it out the next day. We want to give it seven to ten days and then look at the data and make sure that we're comparing the same amount of traffic on one test compared to the other test, okay? So that might not be seven a day, seven to 10 days. You may have to wait until you get 500 views or, you know, page page views, and then you might need to wait a week and a half or maybe three weeks before you get that same amount of views because you want the same number or similar numbers so you can compare the two, all right? One little quick story I want to share with you. Danny Brewer, a good friend of mine that you guys may hear me talk of uh, or talk about him as the Danny New, No BS Brewer, uh, well, he had a story that he shared with me, and he was, you know, he's all about testing and stuff too, and he had some images that he just kind of slapped up there. They were okay. They were, you know, they were quite quality, but they just weren't that good as far as maybe the picture with the model or whatever, right? They just weren't that great. They were okay. So what he did is he went out and he hired a professional to do this. And he's like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. And he did that. He had a professional one shot and uh, he tested the two. And guess what? The one that was not so good was, was the one that he put up first converted better than the second. So he knew this by doing the test. Now, does that mean that you should have crappy images? No, but it means that you should test, all right? Now, that doesn't mean that he should stop there. I think then from there, what he should do, and he may be doing this, is put up the the image that wasn't the best image and then try another test of something else. It might not have been the quality of the image that converted. It might have been the context in the image, right? So you need to test that stuff, and I think images are a very easy way to keep testing, and so this way here you can see if you get results from that, okay? And just remember, you know, you can always change the images, right? You don't have to worry about if it's perfect in the beginning, especially if you're just creating the listing. Don't worry about it being perfect. Just worry about it getting done, right? Put up the image, 
and then from there get your your other images created and then upload those and then you can start to play with it then you can start to test it but don't think in the beginning you have to have everything perfect and that goes for everything in your listing and your product selection and all that stuff it just needs to be what you feel you've done the research on and then now you're going to bring it to market and then from there you get the, the listing built out and then from there you can start to test and tweak and make it better and improve it from the data all right so I know we covered a lot here guys but the main thing to understand is this keywords get you found images get attention all right so really really important that you understand that so images are a vital important thing element whatever you want to call it to a listing converting okay and getting clicks and then getting sales all right so definitely definitely don't uh you know don't think that the images don't matter because they do and it's something that you could be testing on a regular basis to in- increase your conversions now before we do go i did want to mention uh because i know i'm going to get a lot of people that say hey scott you know where do i go to get images if i don't have a local photography or a lo- local photographer and all that stuff well like i mentioned micah owens had reached out to me and him and i have been going kind of back and forth for the past month month and a half he's did some test images for me they looked really really good so he's got a site that he's now using for product images so if you want to check out his stuff you can head over to studiolikely.com and i'll leave the links inside of the show notes so you guys can check that out now he is offering a discount a 50 dollars off discount for anyone with a new business within the first 12 months he's offering a 50 dollars discount and for all of the tas listeners he is also offering an additional $10 off. Just have to mention that you're a TAS listener and he'll go ahead and hook you up with that. Just a little disclaimer, I am connected with him now, so I am an affiliate. You will buy me a nice cup of coffee if you go through his services. But again, I only only recommend people that I've either tested, tried, or believe in, and uh, Micah has uh, definitely passed the test. So uh, if I right now didn't have the ability to do my own images, I would be using his services as of right now, okay? So I just wanted to put that out there. So definitely check out studiolikely.com. Again, you can get that discount by heading over there, letting him know that you came from TAS, and he'll hook you up for sure. And uh, yeah, just wanted to uh, to throw that out there. All right, so that's it, guys. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. Remember, all of the show notes and everything and all of the resources that we covered today can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 171, and uh, you can download all that stuff. The last thing I want to mention is if you guys are brand new or maybe you haven't had a chance to attend one of my live workshops where we walk through the entire process, the five phases for picking a product, sourcing a product, launching a product, promoting a product, everything in between, Uh, we do a live workshop where we cover all of that and we do live Q&A. So if you want to register for an upcoming live workshop, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. I know it's been a long time coming. I should have did this a while ago, but finally we got the product image uh, post done or the podcast done to hopefully help you with your images and increase your conversions. And uh, yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed it. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud and say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode. 